Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that Chasing Health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming a best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Coaches Roundtable. Hope you guys are having a great day. We are back, Chris and Brevin and I, with a lot of really great questions for today. But what's up, guys? What's up? What's going on? Not much, not much. Just planning out, you know, really looking forward to hopefully this time next week, I'll be at the airport getting ready to fly down to Florida with you, Chris. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That'd be fun. I need some dang sunshine. I need some beach. And it's. I looked at the weather. It's supposed to be in the high 70s. All right, well, I will be there. <laughs> I was like, Revin, where are you at? <laughs> Come join us. <laughs> Um, but no, I'm really looking forward to that. And first time deep sea fishing, which I've never done before. So we'll see how that goes too. Hopefully, I in. <laughs> What's that? in case you guys didn't know, Brevin has a horrible <laughs> phobia about all things ocean. Uh, I'm just not stupid enough to get eaten. So this is the guy that I remember when we were down in Australia, I had to like beg you to get into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> practically I've watched, I've watched shark week one too many times i was like dude you're in australia you have to go in the gold coast um waters and yeah i thought and you were like in out done <laughs> yep that was good enough for me i did it i touched it i'm out i didn't touch any animals we're good to go <laughs> nothing bit me <laughs> um but all right let's dive into some questions because we had some really good questions that we are going to try to get through as many of these as we can um, but if we don't answer your question today, it is coming on a future episode. But also with that said, keep your questions coming because we've got some really good ones to dive into. So number one was a question about like nutrition, fitness kind of crossover here. When hitting macro goals, if your fitness tracker shows that you've got additional calories to use based on the workout you did, what is your position on using them? Chris? In my opinion, you don't. Like your calories should be set according to your workout intensity, the amount of hours that you work out. I don't suggest eating back your calories. Those things are super inaccurate. I just, I think you just keep going um, as the calories that are set. That's my simple answer, but I know Brevin's got, he's antsy over there. I can see it on the <laughs> No, no I, I actually, I don't nothing to add to that one. That's number two. That there's as simple as that is, it should already be built into there. <laughs> Right. Um, if you're doing everything right, it should be built into the calories and you shouldn't have to worry about what do I need to eat back or, or whatever. Like that, that's not how it works. So it's just that simple, I guess. Yeah, I, I will. I will add two things to that real quick, just as far as like why. And that is yeah. number one, they're terribly inaccurate as far as the way the fitness trackers are. They can be as much as 50 to 60 percent off. You know, it could say you're burning 300 calories, but really you only burned 150. Um, and so. There's that. And then secondly, it just has up a, another horrible, horrible relationship between exercise and your calories. Because basically what you're saying is, oh, so the more I work out, the more I do cardio, now I get to eat more food. And so that right there is just not a good place to be at because then next thing you know, you're going to start feeling like you have to like burn more calories off. I was actually just, it drives me nuts still today to this day that I was on a website looking up a calories for a client for she's going out to eat for Valentine's Day this past, this weekend coming up. 
and I was looking up like I think it was like um, saffron risotto or something like that. I had no clue what the calories were for that. So I was looking it up and it was equating it like, oh, it's, you know, 300 calories. And to burn these 300 calories, you need to do this amount of exercise for this long. And I was just like, are we still doing this? Which is so like, wildly inaccurate. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, crazy very inaccurate, but just so disordered. Like, why are you like, why do you have to feel like, it's just like, I hate when people are like, oh, you ate a Snickers bar. You have to now go do 30 jumping jacks and 10 push-ups. And- well, what's crazy is I remember a class in college who oh, I pushed my mic down. I remember a class in college. Um, I don't remember which one it was, but uh, I was an exercise science major for those who don't know. Um, and in the class, they're like, oh yeah, you eat a Big Mac and you have to run this far to burn it off. And it's like, wait, what? What the <laughs> hell did you just say to me? <laughs> like, first of all. I'm going to eat the Big Mac because I want it. Second of all, you can't catch me running anywhere. <laughs> Unless other states in me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I would rather run than swim. I was going to say, good thing sharks can't run. Dude, swear. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, all right. Chris, what is number two? We got, why do men lose weight faster than women? So I actually, it's funny enough, was just having this conversation literally yesterday with a client. Um, So here is why um, a lot of times men will lose weight um, faster than women. There's two things. Number one, most men are bigger than women. So you're going to lose weight faster. If you're 300 or 400 pounds versus um, 200 pounds, well, you're going to lose weight faster because you have more weight to lose. Like, it's just that simple. And number two, the reason why I think a lot of women do struggle with weight loss is because you, you have so many hormone fluctuations throughout the month. So one week, you're going to be a little bit higher. The next week, you're going to be a little bit lower. And it just it's a, it's very cyclical. Mm-hmm. So you never really get to see that like linear um, down step of, of weight loss. So it gets into your head of, oh, I'm not losing weight. When in reality, if you could take those weight fluctuations over the course of two or three months, you're probably losing weight consistently. But when you just look at those numbers and it fluctuates so much, you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not making any progress. But men don't have nearly as many hormone fluctuations. So it looks a lot more linear. But again, you take that step back and you're both losing weight. So those two things combined make it so men quote unquote lose weight faster than women but at the end of the day if you just hit your your daily goals every single day you hit a calorie goal you hit a protein goal you hit a movement goal and you just are really consistent doing that you're gonna lose weight just as fast as anyone else but also it's your fitness journey who cares how fast you lose it Mm -hmm. i I also think that another thing is to keep in mind with this as well is you know and i think about i've have you guys seen the it's not only a meme, but like a the the chart that says you know like you know wife you know cuts calories in half and does three three days of cardio and four days of strength training and like this whole long list of things and it's like loses one pound. It's like husband loses or takes out his coffee creamer and loses five pounds in a week. Like this like joke about how easy it is for them to lose weight and and I think it also you know the reason for that is and it's exactly what Revan said with that first point was it's just usually we have a lot more calories that we can consume. And so by just removing a couple of things, it's going to put us into a deficit a lot faster than someone who may need to make a little bit more sacrifices being, you know, if you're a smaller stature and don't have as much weight to lose. I agree with all that. I nothing else to cover with that. You guys covered it. 
I, I do. I really think that a, a really big piece that does come into it too is is the mental part of things. When you see those weight fluctuations, it's so hard to be like, okay, I just need to stay the course and keep checking these boxes every day. When I, I'm seeing the scale go up and I know I'm eating in a deficit, and that leads to lack of consistency. That when it gets into your head like that, and then it can make it seem like you don't have the ability to lose weight or or you're struggling, but in reality, it just comes down to checking those boxes. And that's why I love using the consistency calendar with a lot of my clients. Like I want you to not focus on the the outcome. I want you to focus on the daily process of checking those boxes every day. If you can do that, we can reasonably assume if you do that consistently, you're eventually going to reach that goal. Yeah. And even stemming off what Brevin said, actually with like guys are just naturally bigger, which changes your, your BMR, your, the amount of calories that you're burning at rest. So if the guy is bigger, has more muscle. His BMR is going to be bigger, which plays a role into how many calories that they're going to lo- to burn. Um, I just actually looked it up. I did a real quick calculation of like somebody the same size, same weight, same age, everything, male to female. It was like 200 calories. So not that much off, but enough. Mm-hmm. For sure. So again, like the, the methods are still going to remain the same. It's, it's more so you, yes, like there are like, let's, you know, we're not going to like lie and say like, oh no, it's everyone's treated equally in the same. Like, no, like it, it is going to be a slight difference that we do have to make up for. But again, it's still the same process. Calorie deficit, make sure you're doing the inner work alongside with it, strength training, protein, water, all the things there. So yeah. number three. There is a different information about how many times per week you should go strength and do strength training. What is your suggestion for someone who is starting out? Also, how much rest between sets or workouts? Great question. Yeah. Go ahead, go I, ahead Chris. I think starting out, I like the two days um, a week just to, and this is more so to practice movement. I like the rep ranges of 15 to 20 to help practice movement. I typically, when I was a trainer, I did things a little bit careful knowing because I was more about the lifestyle changes than anything else. I kept them on machines for, you know, two to two to four weeks, depending on how things were progressing. Like, because I I feel like the machines really help with form. In fact, I had clients that like were kind of messing up their form after we went into dumbbells. And I was like, you know what, actually come back to this machine real quick. And we read, we did it. And then I'm like, now let's go back over there and do the exact same movement just with dumbbells or a barbell. Um, so I really like machines for two to four weeks, two days a week, starting out, see how your body responds, listen to your recovery, listen to biofeedback. You can always increase, go up to a third or third optional day. Um, but rest time between sets, depending on what the exercise is, I think starting out 90 seconds to two, you know, two minutes from, for some of your smaller exercises, like just biceps and triceps, um, calves, uh, you you know, 45 seconds 30 seconds not much rest time is needed yeah i think it's really really be dependent on the purpose person obviously and you know i and I think some could even probably start closer to three days a week personally like at least what i do with some of my clients i think it also depends on like being honest with them and like having that conversation like what are you able to commit to you know do you have a lot of time during the week great let's we can probably start at three but if you're already thinking like oh man when am i going to work out like okay then probably two is a better option and then we can work our way up once we figure out that routine again. And then I agree, you know, just like starting out like with the simpler things and try not to overcomplicate it. Like right now, it's just more so getting in the gym. Like that's going to be the hardest exercise of them all, which is opening that front door and walking into the gym. Um, so if you can just show up for yourself a couple times a week just to get to that 
routine, that habit, you're already in a great spot. If you're not going every day, you don't care. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I, my, the question I always ask, and probably every single one of my clients can attest, is the first question I ask them is, how many days per week can you go to the gym? And how many days per week can you, do you actually want to go to the gym? Uh, yeah. Usually that falls somewhere between two and four. Mm-hmm. Um, so once they tell you that, because it's like, if you can go four days and you want to go four days, great. If you can go three days and you want to go three, great. If you tell me that you want to go six days a week, I'm probably not going to believe you because you're <laughs> probably not going to be consistent that way. Um, so normally it's between two and four, like they said. Um, I think the biggest thing when you're starting out is keep it simple. The, there's basic movements for a reason. You don't have to do these fancy fucking TikTok workouts or whatever. Like go in there and do the basic fundamental movement patterns. Do a horizontal push and a pull. Do a horizontal and vertical um, row and uh, for back. So you're, you're hitting multiple different planes. Um, so you're hitting shoulders, chest, back in multiple different ways. Do a bicep curl. Do a tricep push down. Hit your quads some. Hit your, hit your hamstrings a little bit. Hit your glutes a little bit. Hit a little bit of everything. Do the fundamental movement patterns. Make it easy. Make it fun. Make it enjoyable. If you like lifting heavy, lift a little bit heavier. If you don't like lifting that heavy, lift a little bit lighter. Um, it really comes down to what your goals are. Just get in there and do something right now. Your body's going to be like, holy shit, what are you doing to me right now? <laughs> like, this is absolutely insane. You're putting weight over your head. Um, we're going to grow some muscle pretty quickly. We're going to yep, get yeah. stronger pretty quickly. Go in there and have some fun. Enjoy it. Take up Take space you. in the gym. It's okay. Put your weights away, though, and wipe your stuff down. <laughs> Um, yes, take take advantage of the newbie gains because they are wonderful while they last. Um, and 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 you also I think... take steroids if you want more. Just kidding, I don't advise that. <laughs> um, it's how Brevin's so strong. Just kidding, just kidding. Um, uh, so one thing actually I was going to touch on that Chris said that I feel like some people would probably have a really hard time doing until they start really getting used to it is like taking a sixty to ninety second rest period. Uh, I actually have had multiple clients come to work with me and like I put 90 seconds on their rest period, you know, in between like goblet squats, we'll say. And they're like, 90 seconds? What am I supposed to do in the 90 seconds? I'm like, rest. And they're like, well, I, I, I feel fine after like, you know, 10, 20 seconds. And I'm like, let's add another 10, 20 pounds to your goblet squat then. Then let's see if you need some more rest time. And so once we start at least 30 seconds, you're probably not training hard enough. Reality Dude, there are times when I wish I had more than 90. <laughs> oh, I've seen you take more than 90. I've seen Power Chase pull life. up and take a nap with me. <laughs> that's why I bring a blanket to the gym. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, it, it. I mean, that's why if you do look like powerlifters and such, like they're taking minutes, five minutes. Okay, 10 minutes. <laughs> Between sets. Chase like, writes for, a whole email. That's right. Yeah. I've, Respond I've to your clients. <laughs> respond to the five six clients in between um my chief yeah. <laughs> well there goes um, heidi she's not gonna be able to do edit this in front of her kids now <laughs> pretty sure that's the 10th <laughs> or so f bomb in this one i'm sorry i'm not censored oh <laughs> uh, no we definitely i, I you know it's, it's always so, so funny when i go to publish these episodes you know half the, half the time i feel like when chris and i record an episode i'm just like oh, i can actually put the clean on this one no not with coach's round table <laughs> i do it i put the clean on anyways <laughs> i'm always like what what happens if you do because i feel like you know then it could get reported i don't know <laughs> report me if you don't like it <laughs> 
Um, but anyways, little rabbit hole there. Let's go down to the next question here. Um, question four is I struggle with getting to the gym when I worked all day and I have evening meetings. So basically busy all the time, no time for working out. Brevin. I think this kind of goes back to the last question. How many days per week can you consistently go to the gym? If you tell me zero, I'm not going to believe you. Um, no one's that busy. And if you are that busy, then I think your priorities are wrong. Um, take time. You can take three hours out of your week. You can take two hours out of your week to prioritize yourself and your health. If you're not doing it for you, you're doing it for your family. You're doing it for something. You have to understand what that why is. I think um, when people tell me I'm just too busy to work, I'm too busy for health. No, you're not. Your priorities are wrong. The way you're looking at it is wrong. We have to change that perspective. We have to change something here because if you're in a spot where you're like, hey, you know, I need to change my health, but like I don't have time, then you're in a spot where like you need to make that a priority. It has to be something that you do. Maybe you're sacrificing an hour worth of TV at night. Maybe you're sacrificing getting up a little bit earlier. Maybe you're sacrificing moving a meeting. Maybe you're sacrificing something in your life but if if it's worth sacrificing for your health is um it's the one thing that will pay you back time over time so i, th I think it just changing your priorities understanding your why and then making sure you have a plan that actually fits you in your life because if i if i tell you to go to the gym six days a week and you're like dude I, I literally only have two days to go to the gym you're gonna be like you're an idiot your plan sucks i'm gonna be like yeah you're probably right but if i tell you to go to the gym two times a week and be like hey you know what? that's actually pretty doable i can do that <laughs> yeah yeah I think if you're going to say that this is a priority for you and then you're going to turn around and tell me that it's too busy, I'm going to say that it's not enough of a priority. You don't you don't want it bad enough. If you're going to sit here and tell me that you're too busy to go to the gym twice a week or work out for, you know, 45 minutes twice a week. So I think what you have to do is you, you have to look at your schedule. Like Brevin said, look at your calendar. Like, where are you spending most of your time? Document it. Like, oh, yeah, I actually watched three hours of Netflix during this week. Um, you know, like slept in a couple of days. All right. Well, could we get up earlier at 30, 40 minutes earlier and do a workout quick? Um, can you go on Saturday morning and Sunday morning? You can do that. Um, so you just have to figure out what you can do, but I don't want to hear like, oh, work. Like you have to really look at your priorities. So I actually, I'm pretty sure we didn't put names beside these, so I don't recall, but I'm pretty sure this is actually one of my clients that um, asked this question. And since then, um, we have been working on a lot of time blocking. So actually, actually I can say she actually is getting workouts in twice a week um, now. Um, yeah, so shout out to her. Um, but yeah, so this is one of those things where we've been working on time blocking where, you know, you know, she actually did have a very like back to back meetings and like events all week long, all day long. And as we went into the new year, her schedule was still kind of pretty clear. And so I told her, I was like, before your schedule starts filling up, because we know it's going to go ahead and block off, you know, these times for your workouts, for your organization time, for your meal prep, like blocking off all these things before your calendar starts filling up, like fill it up with you first, what your non-negotiables are going to be. And then you can start filling in the meetings and the events and all the other things around that as well. So shout out to her crushing it. Oh, no. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this is one of the, and I'm sure you guys can concur with this too. Like, this is one of the biggest things we hear around nutrition as well. Like, I don't have time to meal prep. I don't have time to do this. And it's like, you have to ask yourself in these situations, like, if you don't make time for this, what does it look like for you on the other side? If you don't make this a priority, what what happens on the other side of that? Well, if you if you need to lose, if you're 50 pounds overweight, 
and you're struggling to walk up the stairs or to get on the ground and play with your kids or to do any of these things, like what is it costing you to not make this change? And I think a lot of people don't think about it that way. And when you start to think about like, what does it cost me to not do this versus it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something to do this. It's going to cost you a little bit of time. It's going to cost you a little bit of effort, a little bit of sacrifice. No one said this process is easy by any means, but it's always worth it in the end if you if you make the time and make the priority. So I challenge you to think to yourself next time. You're like, I don't have time to meal prep. Like I'm, I'm so behind on stuff. What does it cost you to not take that time and prioritize yourself and your health? I actually just had that conversation as well with a client and I was like, do you invest? I go, okay. So you're, you're investing for your future right now. You're sacrificing money that you could have in your pocket now for a better life. Then I said, that's kind of what we're doing right now. Like you're going to have to make these sacrifices to change so you can live the life you want to live later on. And I think that's needed. And it was, we were talking about like saying no to certain things throughout the week like there's gonna have to be sacrifices like it's not gonna be just like all these social events and all these other things that you're you're going to that's we're not gonna get anywhere so you invest in your you invest in your financial future you need to invest in your damn health too yep well said (laughs) (laughs) all right chris what do we have for number five programming related what to do if the machine you wanted to use is occupied? Kick them the hell off. Like, <laughs> not Say, so, uh, excuse me, I own this gym. You need to leave. <laughs> You're on my equipment and I need this now. Um, no, so this is, I feel like you know, this happens all the time. I, at least I know in my gym, it's a pretty small gym. So I feel like the equipment's always being used that I want to use. And um, so I think the most important thing is, is to either just come back to it later um, you know, most exercises after your first, like probably one or two, depending on your program, first one or two are pretty compound lifts. So like you probably want to do those first um, and not just like throw them towards the end. Like you wouldn't want to do um, barbell back squats on like the very last thing of your entire workout. You definitely want to do that first. And so, you know, let's try to do those first. And then like when you get all your accessories, like your biceps, your triceps, you know, your shoulders your you know, whatever else you're doing, like ab work, things like that. If you need to like change things up, like that is totally fine. So Number one, you could just switch up the order in which you're doing this, or let's find an alternative, right? Like, let's say you're going to do, I don't know, like a bicep curls with dumbbells. And There's the dumbbells nothing you else you can do. <laughs> the the normal um, dumbbells that you normally use are taken, all right? You know, so like we have a couple different options. One, do you have like an easy bar curl? And you can do the easy bar curls. Can you use just a regular barbell? Can Pick you know, up bigger dumbbells. Or pick up bigger dumbbells. <laughs> I, was, I was getting there. Change up your reps and uh, with bigger dumbbells. Or even if you do have to go lighter dumbbells for that day, like maybe you just do a little, a few more reps to still get you within that one to two reps of failure. Or is there a bicep curl machine there? Um, you know, like find or um, use cables. Like find find another piece of equipment that will allow you to do the same motion and just use that instead for that time. Yeah. You also have the option to say, hey, uh, can I work in with you? Yeah. Maybe make a new gym friend. Or you show your dominance that you're stronger. Either one works. <laughs> Whatever's fine. Um, but no, I mean, I think you really nailed them there. Like, is there an alternative? Can you wait three minutes? If not, totally fine. You know what? We also have to look at like, okay, if you have to do your barbell back squats at the very end of your workout, is that ideal? No. 
Is it going to absolutely ruin your progress? No. No. Is it great for you? Probably not. Are you going to have to probably go a little bit lighter? Sure. Well, did you get all your stuff done at the end of the day? Worst case scenario? Sure. Let's not make these use. Like, oh, I didn't do it because I, I couldn't do it in order. Like, no, too bad. You're going to do it anyways. Yeah. I agree. I just uh, one way to do it is just put your stuff right there and take over the machine, right? I mean, you're like, all right, man. <laughs> Wipe your ass sweat on the machine and be like, all right, it's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, definitely yours now. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, Brevin, what is number six? I know we've touched on it personally, but I have a question about portraying a healthy lifestyle in front of your kids. My daughter has mentioned that I'm losing weight. I obviously want to be smaller. My kids also see me weigh out food, weigh myself, and even measure myself. How do I ensure this is not creating a negative impact in their lives? I do my best to not portray anything in a negative way, but I do worry I could have a negative impact, especially on my girls. I absolutely fucking love this question. I do too. This is yeah. this is a really, really special question. And this is actually from one of my clients. And um, and actually just I was um, I mentioned to Brevin and Chris before we hit record here that I actually had another client mention that she was around some family with uh, that some younger, I believe it was her nieces. Uh, this past weekend and she was saying the same thing about you know like oh I, you know i was worried to weigh my food in front of them because you know what are they going to think are they going to th- you know think that i'm doing this because i don't like my body or something like that and so i i really love this and i think it's just really important the way i worded it to her was you know is always putting a positive spin on this right like they don't and even if you have to maybe deep down like for example like if your best friend was like hey why are you weighing out your food you know, you may tell them like, oh, well, you know, I'm just not happy with the way I'm looking. I'm trying to, you know, lose some weight, get get better in shape and things like that. But if a, you know, eight year old says, you know, hey, why are you weighing your food out, mommy or, you know, whoever it is say, oh, well, I'm making sure I'm fueling my body enough so I am um, healthy and strong. Right. Like putting a positive spin on this. So that is focusing more on the positive and the good you're getting out of it, not why basically you're trying to shift it away from like why you are where you're at today. Right. Like I feel like that's where some people get caught up is like, Oh, well, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. Well, like what's wrong with the weight you have on you. Right. I feel like that's where it can get started going on the negative side of things is like, let's focus on like where you're going to and what you want to be versus where you're at right now. Because then that's when people can start kind of associating with like, Oh, well, where you're at right now, you're not happy with why not. And that's when it starts going on that negative side of things. But that's where my mind first went with this one. That's exactly where I I was with it. Context matters so much when it comes to a conversation like this. Well, if you see, um, if your kid sees you weighing out chicken and rice and veggies, why are you doing that, mom? Oh, well, I'm making sure I have enough protein because protein's important to fuel your body and make you strong. I'm making sure I'm eating enough carbs because carbs are good for you and they're going to give my body energy. I'm making sure I'm eating enough fruits and veggies for myself to this. It doesn't have to be about weight loss to them. They don't know any different. It's still getting exactly. you to that same goal. But at the end of the day, like it's all about you becoming the healthiest version of yourself anyways. So why not portray it to them as that? Like, oh, well, I love what you said there. I'm, I'm weighing out the food to make sure I'm fueling my body enough. It's not about restriction. And that's where I think a lot of people, the almond moms, oh, well, I haven't eaten all day so I can have this treat tonight. Oh, so now you you can't have food because you want to have something like this. Okay, well, restrict, 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 bad, bad, bad. Like, no, I'm eating this apple because apples are good for you and they make you healthy and strong. I'm eating these carrots because they make your vision good. Who knows if that's actually true? Um, <laughs> so my parents like, always told me. Yeah. <laughs> 
but like put a pop like you said put a positive spin on it context matters it doesn't have to be weight loss about weight loss it's about making your body healthy and strong and giving them those positive habits if you can start right now giving them the positive habits they're going to be so much further ahead than so many other people yeah i look at it from like the education standpoint too like there's so much misinformation out there of you know everything your kids are going to grow up and they're going to see keto everywhere and fasting and all these other things out there you're educating them on what's we think the quote unquote the right way uh to do this but put a spin on it where it's more lifestyle like oh i'm doing this so i can do this with you when you're older and i'm doing this for that reason more than a weight loss or anything like that it's more of like this is the lifestyle i want to live this is what i have to do to to live it um this is part of it but I think education just goes a long way. And I think one thing I've really learned lately is I think we try to like dumb things down for kids. And sometimes we do need to, but I'm saying like, I think more parents, and that's something I'm working on with my kid is like talking to them like they're adults, like treating them like they're a little bit older than what we try to. I think we baby them and, you know, things like that. And I, I was guilty of that. But that's one thing. I've just been having a lot of adult conversations with my son. Um, and so I would... I would just educate your kids on all this thing, these things. It'll eventually <laughs> click and they'll understand it. I try to do that with Kimmy and she just meows at me and wants more food. I can't get through to her. She's very it's, bossy in the morning, isn't she? She, she is. struggling with binge eating? Yeah, is that- she is. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's a great point. And I, I think just to kind of wrap this one up is, you know, just again, it's, it's all about the positives and, you know, it, it, and I like what Chris said, you know, once they get to that age, when you're able to start having those like real talks with them and like, and again, I would still always kind of keep a little bit of a positive spin to it because that's where the direction we want them to continue to head. But, you know, I think just, and even just an easier way to like, you know, for younger kids is like, you're just going to feel really good. Like I feel really good when I eat this. I feel really good when I, you know, am eating protein. I feel really good when I eat a lot of a colorful plate. Right. Like the more you just continue to put more positives to it, the more and like Brevin said, like they're going to be satisfied with a simple response. Right. Like most people, if you just say, like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, happy and healthy and strong if I eat this, be like, okay. <laughs> and they're going to keep on rolling with their day. Ask well, you the and, next question. <laughs> and the nice thing is, is you're not saying, oh, well, I can't have fast food. I can't have this because then they're like, oh, bread's bad for you. Our mom's trying to lose weight. So, like, I can't eat bread. I should probably stay away from that. And they're going to school and they're like taking the bread off their sandwich. It's like, oh, mom said I can't have bread. It's going to make me fat. But it's like, oh, no, mom told me to eat the apple because it's going to make me feel strong and good. Very Mm -hmm. different conversations, very different perspectives. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I was even going to say, like, when you do enjoy birthday cake or a cookie, like, have that conversation. Like, yeah, this is part of enjoying life. Like, that you get to do these things. And, And instead of like... You don't want your kids to make, oh, that has so many carbs in it. I've made that mistake, like when I was competing and stuff. And why it's like, oh, you're on your diet again. And like, you know, we can't get ice cream and, you know, that. Like, I have those talks like, no, we can. Like, I just can't do this right. You know, I just can't have that right now. As I'm currently ordering cheesecake. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's important to un- also educate your kids on like, hey, you can't have the cookie. You can't have the cake. There's nothing that you can't have here um, because you're trying to stay away from a negative way. That I think that would portray a negative um, conversation there. 
for those wondering, I ordered Oreo Dream Extreme Cheesecake and Cookie Dough Lovers Cheesecake with Pecans. Sounds awesome. Little Valentine's Valentine's. Day dinner. Yeah, (laughs) Valentine's Day special. Nice. Awesome, guys. Well, that takes us just over 30 minutes here. We still have a lot of great questions to get to, which we will cover on next week's episode. But other than that, anything else that you guys have before we wrap today's episode up? (laughs) All right, well, we'll get off of here so you can go enjoy your cheesecake and send a slice. I'll send you my address. (laughs) I got you. All right, guys. See you guys on the next episode of Coach's Roundtable. See ya. See you guys. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.